Welcome to Legal Trailblazers, where we talk about black lawyers and their role in the ushering in of the constitutional democracy that South Africa enjoys today. In this episode, I'm chatting to Mr. Metis Posa. He's the former Premier of Mpumalanga, a position that he assumed after his appointment by President Mandela in 1994. He was also a Treasurer General of the ANC when Mr. Jacob Zuma was its leader. Did you know that he has published two poetry books? Yes, poetry. Later on in this episode, he will share a couple of his poems with us. Please join me as I explore the fascinating journey of attorney Matthew Sposer, an entrepreneur and former combatant of the ANC's military wing, Umkonto Wesizwe. I grew up uh, as an activist in black consciousness politics during the time of Biko, Tembason, Mudise and others. Seth Cooper can mention them. At that time, we had a fun ways of expressing our protest against apartheid. And my own way of expressing a protest against apartheid was through poetry. But I took the awkward angle of writing poetry in Afrikaans, which would have been very unpopular, but it became very popular that a black child can express politics or protest against apartheid in the language of the enemy. I mean, it was the most popular poetry at the University of the North. People always asked me to read, but they found it very interesting. Yes. And at that time, we were together with the Commissary Ramaphosa, who is the president today. We were in Sasso, uh, the last Sasso committee together. You know, I was the secretary at the time. So the writing started at a very early age. In fact, when I was the second of school, I wrote a, a poem in my spade, in our yearbook, you know, on a cat. And I started writing very early. Then when I went to up uh, with my education, I started writing in, English, in Afrikaans. And later, both in English. My Afrikaans poetry is prescribed at schools in South Africa today. My English one is uh, with humanities at vets, at uh, Chance of Freedom, it's called. The Afrikaans one is called Diary uh, Ochfananald, Through the Eye of Needle. That one was launched by Mandela. The English one was launched by President Mklanti. So I've been writing, it's been my culture, now I'm writing history books. I'm writing two history books at the same time. Yes. Then uh, from Teflop, um, where I met many of my colleagues who became my partners, like uh, Finas Mujapilu and uh, Ifran Mahoba, we all went our separate ways to do articles, but we found it important to make common cause and form a, a law firm called Posa Mujapilu Mahoba. In Nelspreet. Okay. We, we became very famous doing a lot of commercial work, doing a lot of political work, doing a lot of uh, community work, labor work, fighting against exploitation of Mozambicans on farms and farm workers. Other people think it's a fashionable thing. We did it long time ago, supported by the late Bishop uh, Desmond Tutu, when he was still secretary of the South African Council of Churches. He financed us on the biggest political cases, the, the inquest, political inquest and encouraged us to really take a stand against false removals. Those days when uh, Sol Mukiza was uh, even shot in Tachafontaine for resistance, the, the contextual cases I can mention, those days when uh, the government of South Africa wanted to throw away one million Swazis into Swaziland 
we were the leading firm. I was a leading attorney fighting for the citizenship of South Africans not to, to go to um, to Swaziland. To Swaziland, yes. To, to be disenfranchised. Yeah, and I also went to, to Swaziland to meet with the, the then king, King Sopuza. Not at, that, not at that time. Okay. We were fighting. We were fighting them. And then they were, until we got them tired and we got the apartheid government tired and gave up the the, the evil uh, notion of uh, disenfranchising more than 1.5 million South Africans. We, fought, we won that case. And of course, they, they lied uh, at some point trying to say it's agent, it's agent, it must solve the problem. Uh, Sobuza uh, wants a solution. Big Porter was lying. And we said, no, Sobuza is no more. In terms of Swazi culture, they don't announce the death of a king immediately. But we knew from inside he was no more. So they're abusing the king's name to say he's pushing, he wants a settlement. There was no king talking about that. Because he was long uh, lying down. Uh, God had taken him away. But they lost the case hands down. So there were many cases we did, human rights cases in my law firm. And I'm proud of my partners, Phineas Mujapilu and Ibrahim Makhobo. We did a great job uh, for, for people of South Africa. Until, of course, uh, uh, these things catch up with us. I was more involved also in the underground of the NC, the political um, work, and of course the military work underground. While I was inside the country, I did military operations. I was carrying guns, yes. being an attorney, but, uh, you know, doing my work to fight apartheid. Yes. Did apartheid you, t- could did you not... train uh, yeah, a, the inside. guerrilla inside? Inside yeah. first. Okay. But yes. very crash crossing inside. One day I nearly sh- shot my friend's head in my four-roomed house. I didn't realize that there was a bullet in the chamber, and I pulled the trigger, and then went to the wall, boom! Yes! So we would look outside to check whether anybody had the sound of the bullet inside the house. We didn't see movement, we went back to the house. Yes. But it, those are the accidents. I, mean, so, I was nearly arrested for carrying the gun in so a car. Kalam was sitting with the guerrilla, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It, it started early. And of course, there were many guerrillas inside the country who were looked after, who were supported, who were linked with outside. So yes. the ANC outside was being serviced by us inside. And we had meetings outside in Mozambique, in Swaziland, in London. But Oliver Tambo wanted to meet other people who were working with us, like Inos Mabuta. May, may soul rest in peace. They were all involved in underground with us at the end. We recruited everyone who could find to recruit, homeland or not, to become soldiers of the ANC. We turned the whole of our so-called Gangwan into a military and political base of the ANC. It was hot for apartheid. They couldn't change it once we started to move in a particular direction. It was systematically work by us and the, the NC giving us guidance and direction on how to motiv- motivate the people, how to direct them. So are you saying the Inyanza movement was a, a front of the it NC? It became a front. Later on. Yeah, definitely a very strong front of the NC. But we was always talking to Oliver Tambo, uh, away from the soils. Uh, we, I coordinated everything myself. I'm proud of that. No, it became a very strong front, but other fronts came as well of homeland. Uh, Holy Missa became another front and others, you know. But uh, we, at that time, it was hot, and I was got bent with uh, the complications of the underground. Well, I was in the middle of a trial of uh, Tito Mantata and um, Halem Masurumule. Tito may so rest in peace, he died. Uh, Halem he became a member of parliament. And I had brief advocate Musineke, NS Rikhang Musineke, who became the chief deputy of justice. Yes. As my attorney. I briefed him in many cases. Many. We walked the street of Emerald together, of Nurseprate, of Middleburg together. Yes. He was a smart lawyer. And we enjoyed working together. With George Bezos, the late May Soul be in peace. We worked with giants. And um, then I was thrown into exile 
I escape death by three hours, but you know, I don't. When I look back, I don't regret it. It was the correct escape to save a, a gorilla to live the next day. Yes, you know that's what a gorilla must do. You must jump the fence, even if you fall, even if you break your leg, it doesn't matter. But you must jump to live the following day, which is what I did. Left my wife and a four-year-old daughter, and I went to exile. Then I went to East Germany to train as a political leader, military leader. I'm an intelligence officer. When was that? 1984. Um, uh, East Germany. East Germany doesn't exist anymore. We used to call it GDR, the German Democratic Republic. And when I was training there... Did you speak German? A little bit. When I, when I was there, there was a, a guy uh, called uh, Markus Klaus, Klauswitz, who was my handler. I later learned that the other guy he was handling at the same time was uh, a guy called... Um, uh, Putin, who we know who he is, where. Yes. But Putin will live a long time in East Germany. At the same time when I was being trained, he was there as well. It was a KGB. Yeah, and that's KGB school. I was yeah. under Stasi school. Stasi was the intelligence of uh, the German. Yes. KGB was uh, as a uh, Russian, but it was, uh, they had a school in uh, in Berlin as well. So life is interesting. Yeah. I, you, I trained you have there. a relationship with uh, Mr. Kachabutelizi. No, no, that comes it, later. Just relax. It, it, relax. But yeah. the lazy was when Mobutu was organizing with him the Black Alliance to resist the, the, the apartheid. He, he, they colla- collaborated with Hendrickson, Alan Hendrickson. It's a long history. I don't want to go into everything. No, go, go, so, go, so, go so, into We have time. We yeah. have time. Don't worry. Go, go. I, I would so, like so, to know that. So, Remember, so, most so, so, so Butelezi was part of the black leaders in the homeland who were opposing opposing, the, beginning to resist apartheid. I don't care who says what, but Kasha did play that role. Yes. He did. So, if you cast him as a puppet, you make a big historical mistake. You know, you, know, you may differ with him on other things, but he did take stance and made life difficult for the for apartheid government as well. So, so you have those complicated relationships with some people who with shallow level of political consciousness did not understand. And yes. I feel sorry for them. We need to carry along with the yeah. the slow learners in, in life, you know. But those are complicated relationships. I grew up that way, and I, I was told I could either go and practice law in, in Zimbabwe, uh, or what do I want? Oliver Tamo asked me the question. I said, "Mr. President, I didn't love, I didn't leave the country to make money. I left the country to continue to fight. It would be a great disappointment for those who are left at home if they hear I'm making money in Zimbabwe." Make use of me, I'm your soldier. They made me a border commander first, at the border with South Africa and Mozambique. Then later I became the main commander in Mozambique. Was that under Jacob Zuma? Was... When it was under started, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Then he was a chief rep then, but you know, chief rep was a cover for many things. You know, he was in charge of us in the military as well. Were you ever a member of the ANC Constitutional Committee, which drafted those basic principles, which later on morphed into the Bill of Rights that we have in South Africa. From beginning to end, sir. From beginning, yes. Yeah, from beginning to end, I was a member. Those negotiations that took I, place... I am one of the first three. Secret ones? The, 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 between the, the Nets and the ANC? In Switzerland. Were you involved there? No. It was people like Kometabum, Becky, Zuma, they were very, very secretive. Yes. Until today, I will not tell what they was discussed. What, I just know. What, was that a problem? No, it was not a problem. Negotiation must start somewhere. 
and there's always a clandestine level at which they start any negotiations. But what were your misgivings about it? If no, any, no, I never had any? I never had any misgivings about it. There are those who had, and it was not limited to those talks. It was lim- it was a misgivings which did not trust negotiations. If you want to understand it's the NC. The when the issue of negotiation came up, some people saw it as treachery. Yes, because there are some people who were, there were these lingering suspicions that uh, but it's not Nelson just, Mandela was selling out inside there. But let what, me, what was the let, general? Let, let, me, let, let me tell you, and I speak with calmness. Yes, it's absolute historical nonsense to ever say Nelson Mandela sold out. It's it's it's, it's people are lazy to think we enjoy the benefit of freedom. Talk like that. Who don't know the pain of suffering? Of struggle. No, but they I'm, talk I'm, like I'm that. saying we did at a time. Within, no, no, within even, your ranks. Of no, the even that time. The is suspicious. I'm saying so. I'm saying yes. so. Even that time we told them so. Yeah. That they don't, they're not thinking politically. They're not thinking strategically. There's no war without an end. There's never in the history of mankind a war without an end. Even Ukraine will have an end. There's always an end to a war. And they always end up with around the table. A peace discussed. And then it's a maturity of engaging engagement which must prevail. In the ANC, those who were doubtful of the way forward, we carried them along, but we were a majority those who believed that negotiations is a new terrain of struggle. That's what we said. And it proved correct because the flag was not going to be removed by an armed uprising. The liberation movements were too weak to do that. Too weak. I know I was a commander. The standing army was too strong. <laughs> just, the, just a reality. The, the likes of Chris Hani and Harry uh, Guala. But those are our leaders. They, they were, were, were proud of them. And yes. you needed them. But, to but give, didn't you isolate them? Or, or? No ways. I would never isolate you as my commissar, Chris Hani. Yeah. I work with him every day. I respected his point of differences. Who did Mandela send to, to transcribe, to call him back when he was there? Was it you? It was me. You read my book, you'll hear more. Yes. It was me. If I was against him, who, who asked him to hold the last press conference when they accused him of being involved in self-defense and bank robberies? It was me. He was my leader to death. Who investigated the killing of Chris Hani? It was me. <laughs> People talk easy because they don't affect. You're one of the few ANC members to come to South Africa in 1990 before immediately, of course, after its unbanning to kickstart the negotiations. The negotiations. Yes. Can you please tell us about that? I was the first three to come back home, sent by the leadership of the NEC, not only Tambo, but the NEC, to open the door for negotiations, and we did that. And we laid the table for the discussions. We had the discussions, which led to all sorts of working groups and led to all other discussions, which ultimately wrote the Constitution. I shall not go into details, but it's all cannibalizing my book. The Constitution, are you happy with what, what we have? That um, are these questions? That there is a gap. What gap? The vision of the of the Constitution and what is there practically for the poor, most of them who are black. The, the vision of the Constitution has yeah. it been met? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with our constitution, by the way. Yes. It's one of the most progressive constitution in the world. Yeah. And it opens, among other things, with the vision of creating a better life for all. Black and white, right? Poor and rich. That's what it says. Yeah. 
It's, that's what it says. In the, there's nothing as noble as that. The question is, in practice, and everybody was saying it even now in the parliament, what does the NC implement? You understand? Yes. The yes. problem is not the constitution. It's whether or not the NC implements the constitution. That's yes. where the problem is. Yeah. And let's not find fault with the constitution because it's the wrong way of looking and analyzing the problem. The problem is our guys are corrupt. You understand? Yes. The constitution is not corrupt. <laughs> it doesn't prescribe corruption. Yes. It talks against, it talks about good governance. Then the guys don't practice good governance, they go and steal. That's not what is prescribed by the constitution. It says that you, there will be houses, there will be schools, there will be, we must build those houses, they must build those schools. If you don't build them, it's not the constitution, it's us. This is of, of land. It's issue of land. It's, the constitution is very clear, section 25. Unfortunately for you, I led that team. <laughs> we dealt with that. It, 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 no, no, even after last year, I led that team when it was a lot of noise. Where's the noise? Where's the noise? Because the people realize there's at least three million pieces of land. Why are they not allocating them? They must allocate that piece of land before you go and take uh, my brother's land here. Then we say there's no land. There's a lot of land which can be allocated without compensation, but it belongs to the state. And it's lying fallow. Give it to the poor. I don't know if you are away. The issue of, of BE. What about BE? Some people are saying it, it benefits only a few. You are a businessman yourself. Are you a beneficiary of a BE? No. I hate being called a BE. Because I've always been an attorney. I've always been a businessman. And there was no BE. It didn't exist. I built a construction company, there was no BE. I, I had my shop, there was no BE. I ran farms, there was no BE. I'm a product of my own skills. If the BE created a climate of blacks benefiting, and then it turned out that a few benefited, it's a, it's a disaster. It's a disaster because it was never intended to benefit a few or the political connected. And it is distortion. And we must change that. But isn't that true that only a few benefited? It's true that only a few benefited. I'm saying it's a distortion. It was never intended. Of, of, of what should have been? Yes, it's a distortion. Because that's why I don't want to use what BE. I use community empowerment. You understand? But then we move away from individuals. We go into communities and say, if you open a mind here, here's the community. Empower them. Do trust for them. They must benefit. You must build schools for them. You must build roads for them. You must build clinics for them. That's then a better community empowerment, not BE, because it gets distorted. We should change. We should change our focus. If you look at the individuals, they will always have these superstars getting very rich. You see. There's this elephant in the room. Definitely not here. Everyone is talking about Kaida uh, deployment. That is unconstitutional, it's unlawful. The DA has just gone to court to challenge the policy. I don't know how, I haven't read their court papers. <laughs> what you should about it? <laughs> Let me tell you, in, in the whole world, when Putin went into, uh, when Biden went into the office, he removed all of Trump's PAs. He put his own people. Is that not the deployment of people in his party? It is, indeed. Yeah, so what is yeah. the road? What is the big game? Yeah. I mean, really. We're not, we're not, we've been very disingenuous about the ANC on this matter. But they say the ANC deploys corrupt and no, no, that's another, that's another issue. It's, it's world practice and you don't work with people who have not shared the same perspective with you. And let's not blow it. Let's not play to the liberals, please. I, I don't have time for that. I'm asking because it is 
a an issue that is discussed. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's written about. Uh, yeah, but let me all, tell all you, over the talk show, it, it is discussed. I may not share the same sentiments with the let DA, me tell but you, people are entitled I, to I need I need you to unpack my, it. My us. view is, I have no time to unpack that. Yeah. The whole world works that way. Yes. Yeah, and then it's whatever you call it, it works that way. We all cook with water, and that's what it is. Anyone who's going to want to have the grab of the NC and nail the NC, let them do so. You know, my view is people are entitled to be stupid. You understand? And I can't interfere with that stupidity. <laughs> Did you ever have uh, ambitions of uh, being a president of South Africa one day? Yes, I did stand for as a candidate. It's yeah. not ambition, it's my right to stand. But, 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 but that's, that's for the ANC president. Yes, I did stand. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, that's not ambition, it's my right to stand. When was that? Were you standing against? It's a long time. I stood there, it was me, it was six, it were many. Yeah. But it's not ambition, it's our right to stand. It's a democratic right to stand. Should not be reduced to some emotions wanting power. No. You know. So what happened between you? Was there followed between you and Mr. Tabumbegi later on? Tabumbegi is my What's leader. It yeah. was my president. I still respect yeah. my been to, I've been today. With the different the point of differences when he said Cyril Ramaphosa, myself and Tokyo were plotting to overthrow him and kill him. We thought he was talking nonsense. Where did he get that? I don't know. Way? Until today, I don't know. Because they were, had a police investigation for 12 months. They found nothing. Because you are talking nonsense. I'm sorry. In the aftermath of the July 2021 yeah, you made some very strong statements mm -hmm. condemning, of course, what happened. But I seem to remember that you you questioned the accountability part of it that the South African government didn't do enough. In fact, there was a leadership gap. It's not only me, you understand? We saw the clouds building of discontent, right? Where was our intelligence, right? Our intelligence was sleeping. Where was our security cluster? They were sleeping. Because if they had not been sleeping, they would have had the intelligence that this thing would erupt into the way it erupted to some extent. They intervened on the third day. And let me tell you internally, some of us warned them and said, please intervene. Please put the army forward. It's internal discussions. And they didn't. They came in late, three days later, and the damage was done. That's why I spoke to where I did. We slept behind the wheel. That's how it it spread even to Houten. That thing could have been napped at the harbor of KZN. And the the instigators of those riots, uh, ANC members. You know what? They start with the, the discontent let, within let the ANC ranks, and let, let, let me tell you. over let me tell to you. the wider society, and it affected everyone. I, I, I didn't investigate that case. I'm an intelligence officer. I don't speak loosely. I don't speak what my emotions tell me. I hate the NC or accuse the NC. I think it's cheap. So I don't have a docket. I don't know who's instigated it. There are speculations that it was around the previous president. And some guys, of course, spoke as if they give legitimacy to that. It's true. But I don't know. You know, I'm very clinical in my investigations. I don't want to make wild statements. I think it's irresponsible for a leader to make wild statements. You know, very irresponsible. So, are you happy with, with, with what, where we are now, our government? I'm not happy at so, all. Yes. I'm not happy at what, all. What, what, why? Because 
the earlier question you raised. We betray the Constitution. We don't leave the Constitution. You know, we have people who distort so much that people even think the ANC stands for corruption. It's an unfortunate turn of events. But there are so many good people in the ANC. But the predominant thing is the smell of corruption. And you cannot deny it. And we need to confront this smell of corruption and it, deal with it. Is and it in the DNA of the, of the ANC? It's not. It's not in the DNC. DNA is individuals. But you can never say, I'm corrupt. What have I stolen? I've been in public work life. You know, I serve as a government. I never stole a cent. Three MECs who did something wrong, I fired them. I never tolerated corruption. So not everyone is corrupt. Please, let's be fair. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely so let's not. be fair. But the corruption smells so sharp that people tend to generalize around it and it looks like it's a blanket all over us. It's unfortunate, but we need to read, get rid of the corrupt amongst us. Because what are they doing? They are robbing the poor. Then you can't build houses. You can't build roads. But it goes to their pockets. And it's wrong. And I've been a champion of anti-corruption. And I've never compromised. It, no, yeah, it didn't matter. About it it didn't matter who you were, president or what. I've called for strength action. You can check me. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But um, didn't Oliver Tambo forewarn the ANC members that nobody's there? Or people are playing around in the groups. I mean, it's nothing. It's not big rocket science. It's there. <laughs> yeah. So do you still practice law as an attorney? I got the biggest law firms in this country in Limpumalanga and Limpopo. The biggest. Is it? Yes. And I got the third one here in Pretoria, which is more commercial. Oh. Okay. I'm very much at the heart of practicing law. Oh, that's good. It's my second nature. Yes. And I, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm empower young black people, women and men. Yes. In different sectors of the economy. I, I do promote junior miners, make them have own mind, know how to build mines, know how to trade, right? I, I build I involve them in sectors like telecommunication, logistics, and many things. That's what I do. I mean, I want a man who empowers others. I need to um, yeah. quote both this podcast yeah. series. Yeah. is mostly listened to by uh, young people. So they will relate to these poems. And now I'm going to quote a poem that you wrote. Comrade, you are not a traitor. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? Comrade, well, you're not a traitor. Well, that's very poignant. It's, it's a very painful poem. And I don't like reading it because it's a very painful poem. Comrade, you're not a traitor. This is a book. Comrade, you're not a traitor was written about a comrade who I think is still alive. It's not a, a, an imaginary thing, right? It's a true story of a comrade who got arrested just before I escaped the country. He was arrested. He was tortured. Right? He was made to break down and tell about us. The easy way would have been our soul out by this comrade. He was a Bonomutolo of your time. He was not. That's exactly what I'm making in this poem. Exactly, yes. That he was not a traitor. Thank you. Bruno Mutolo failed to do what he did. You know, they broke him down. If they didn't break him down, he was never going to tell them what he told them. And I said, this is a moment of living, living beyond my pettiness and forgiving him. And say, you took the pain for us. I salute you. You're not a traitor. What's his name? I don't want to mention his name. I've okay. never mentioned his name any, at any platform in this country. He says, 
I heard you scream. As they smashed your head against the wall, which is what they did. Someone told me what happened in the interrogation room. It must have been painful. Leave me, leave me, you said. You shouted as they squeezed your testicles. Right? The agony was captured in your voice. They told you they knew all. I can't go on reading this. It hurts me. Okay. But it's, that's it's, pregnant. Yeah, because that's what happened. And the, the easy way would have been say, why did he sell us out? I'm saying to you, he didn't sell us out. They, they, they abused him. And I understand. I've never able to say to anybody who he is, and I won't say it. This other one, the beautiful ones are not yet born. Yeah, that's when the youth of our country began to take the forefront and say, enough is enough in 1976. They are now born. And didn't end up there. It continued to mushroom that birth of young people into freeze. Feast must fall. Yes. Those are the beautiful ones who come with new ideas of resistance, who, don't, who rebel against the frontiers determined by the past, even against a black, by a black government, and say, we are the, we'll stand for human rights. We'll fight gender-based violence. We'll find abuse of children. These are the beautiful ones. They are now born. That's good. Yes. Is there anything more that you, can, you, you may add in conclusion? I, I, I want to say very clearly, the young people, the beautiful ones, the young people, I call them the beautiful flowers, must never allow their freedoms to be raped by corrupt people. And you choose the word raped. They must give resistance and opposition to corrupt people. They must choose the right leaders. They must not be apologetic. If the NC is wrong, they must criticize the NC and correct it. Even if it's another party in power, they must always go for them if they start doing wrong things. But if they do good things, they must support them. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.